This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Oh, you got her, dude. She's down. Let's go. Dude, I just shot a deer of a lifetime. Freaking smoked him. One with nature, and if you're a believer, one with God. Definitely get your heart pumping. Boy, you are in trouble. All Obsession Podcast. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to another Fall Obsession Podcast episode. I am Sam with Fall Obsession, and I will be hosting you guys again for this week's podcast. Appreciate you guys tuning in. If you are a new listener... And this is one of your first episodes to tune into. Um, we thank you guys for joining us this week. If you are if you are a returning listener, then you know that we uh, are dishing one of these things out every single Monday morning to the best of our ability. We've been very consistent with it for 60-something weeks now, and our intentions are to keep that going. I'm super happy to be back on the line here this week with our media production manager, Nick Powell. What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going, man? Glad to be back. Yeah. So I feel like it's been a while. Yeah, it it has. You're kinda you're kinda in and out a little bit right now. You know, yeah, got that yeah. got a baby about to pop pop out and any day. You know, any day now. Yeah. So Nick's got a Nick's got a lot going on right now, so um that's why he's kinda been in and out of the podcast a little more infrequently than normal. But yeah. um needless to say we're I'm glad to get you back on here again for, for this week. Um, I wanted to kind of touch before we get into what we want to talk about today. We've had some really interesting podcasts here lately and, and kind of, I guess where I was going with that when I gave a shout out to any new listeners that are joining us for the first or one of the first times is if you guys haven't gone back or haven't listened to really the last four episodes, I really... I really encourage y'all to do so because episodes 
it's basically in four episodes we told two stories essentially that that was it but they're so good they are so freaking good yeah episode 61 62 kelly cato joined us to talk about his texas bighorn hunt um, back in 04 literally a once in a lifetime hunt literally his chances of getting drawn for that hunt were one in a million that that was his actual chance of getting that tag and he got it so a hunt that hardly anybody gets to go on and he's a good friend of ours and we actually got him on the podcast which was really cool so go listen to his story and then the last two weeks uh 63 and 64 honestly probably one of the most legit scary stories we've had on our podcast so far um yeah that's like one of the scary stories i think i've uh, scariest hunting stories i think i've ever heard yeah it is absolutely insane it's titled alaskan brown bear part one and part two so it's it's split over two episodes if you guys are on social media and you follow a multitude of hunting pages you've probably seen or heard about this story in recent weeks where this brother and sister who frequently hunt together in Alaska were um, seconds away from getting killed by a mortally wounded Boone and Crockett brown bear. And Trevor and Tana, they uh, they lived to tell a story, and they were uh, gracious enough to come on and tell their story with us, which was really cool. So all that is to say, guys, these last few weeks have been some really awesome episodes, some really awesome story, and some awesome content. And we encourage you guys to go back and check that out, whether you're a new listener or even if you are a returning listener and you need to get caught up. That's a good place to start is with those four right there. So definitely go back and check those out. But today um, we got, I don't know, kind of some exciting stuff for us to talk about. Yeah, um, personal, personally. Yeah. <laughs> so we especially here recently it seems like we've had a lot of guests um a lot of first timers on the podcast and again if you're a new listener you'll soon discover if you continue to listen that these conversations just between me and nick um which are more than often in person you know we've only got a few on here that are remotely like this one but Mm -hmm. um more than often we're face to face recording with each other and it's a little bit more of a casual laid back dynamic i feel like than you know when we have our guests and we're putting on our professional faces and voices and everything and not (laughs) not joking around as much so right um we're we're taking it back a little bit more casual today but i'm I'm beating around the bush all it is to all is to say we uh we got a new place to hunt this year man and pretty stoked about it yeah same here man i could not be more excited i've been wanting uh just a place that i can go anytime i want and as much as I want and nobody, I don't have to ask permission. I don't have to ask a buddy to, to go, to go to his place or ask it, you know, anybody I can go whenever I want. Yeah. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm super stoked. I'm excited. Yeah. So a little bit of background on us and our situation. If, if you guys don't know, we are, we're located in North Texas is where Nick and I both live and deer deer leases hunting properties are very hard to come by up here and if you do come by one they're more than oftentimes pretty expensive and at least for blue collar workers such as ourselves pretty unaffordable so 
um, finding a place that's not only affordable and within a reasonable distance from where you live, but also what you want in the first place in a property is a very hard search and can take, as we've seen, years at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I don't know about you, but for me, actually having a legit deer lease, it has been, it's been years. I've had hunting opportunities come along. Um, like you said, invitations to go hunt. Um, obviously the Montana trips in recent years, you know, there's opportunities like that that come along that scratch that itch, but it's been a, it's been a multiple, multiple year search for me at least to find a property that I, I want to be on and that I'm, I'm going to invest in and enjoy, you know? Yeah. Same here. And I don't, I can say that for me personally, I've never been on a a property to where it's my lease. Yeah, you know, it's always been um, somebody else own the land and they're letting us hunt there, or I get an invite from somebody, or I go hunt public land or, or something or another. It's never been like you said something that we're going to invest in that my family can go out to, and and that's another exciting point for me is that you know we both have young sons that we are looking to to raise up and and be hunters just like we are and um also i would i'm super excited to get my wife out there get her a deer let her uh hopefully get addicted like i am (laughs) Um, but uh yeah so that's that's just a whole it's a it's a whole thing you know it's a i can't even explain how how much it means to, to have our own place. So yeah. we're, pretty, we're pretty excited. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about like what, what we're looking for. We're obviously talking about a place that is a good, good environment and dynamic for family and everything. But I, I also want to talk about, you know, what we're looking for in, in a property, in a search and, and other dynamics for the situation. Uh, I know for me in my search, I've been on, I've been on, a lot of over the years small property leases you know under 100 acres and those can be very profitable but most of the time when you're hunting properties like that the deer do not live on that property you're catching them passing through from neighboring properties or neighboring food or water sources yep stuff like that so speaking speaking of that i i mean i can i feel like i can speak to that because that's where where i hunt right now that's kind of what it is it's a it's a pass-through for the deer and mm-hmm. it's 40 acre not even 40 acres the area that's huntable and i've talked about it on the podcast before um and so it's it's just it's nice to have a which we're going to get into it i'm sure but yeah a bigger place that's bigger than where the deer can actually live on that place but yeah i'll, I'll let you go <laughs> don't get ahead You're of yourself <laughs> yeah, yeah. i'm putting the cart in front of the horse here yeah so, so anyway, we both have background in, and especially in recent years, hunting those smaller properties and the cha- not, I mean, they can be very rewarding. And I know we were posting pictures last year of some of the bucks that you had out on that small property you're talking about, and yeah. you had some studs out there. Yeah, so absolutely. I mean, and there's plenty of content online and other sources you guys can go to, and there's proof that you can kill big deer on small places. That That's not what I'm arguing here. But to really be able to implement your own management plan, you got to have the space. 
you you really cannot do much on on a small piece of property you're kind of at the mercy of what your neighbors are doing and what the deer are doing you know Mm -hmm. you can you can give them some incentive come over there but you really can't try to actually grow quality deer of your own you know and manage your own herd so um so a, a bigger property in size and and i really wasn't putting a number on it um i i know you ideally you're you know you'd be looking at you know acre acreage and land in the thousands of acres proportions you know is is ideal for for this situation but even even approaching that 1000 mark somewhere in that neighborhood give or take a little bit i was gonna my in my search i was gonna be content with that you know that was gonna that was gonna be enough for me to work with in my opinion and again it depends on the dynamic and the situation depends on the neighbors and the environment and all that good stuff so yeah that was one thing and the other thing that was big for me is I wanted, and I don't want this to sound like, um, you know, snobby or anything, but I I wanted a say, you know, I I wanted a voice in the management of the property. I wanted to be on, I wanted to be on there with people that I, I know where we can, you know, as a group, all be on the same page, all cuss and discuss and figure out, you know, okay, this is what our population's looking like. This is what we need to be thinking about and what deer we need to be shooting this year. This buck is in this area and he's he's a stud, but he's only three years old. We got to let him walk. Nobody shoot this deer, you know, things like that so that you can grow big deer because that, that's how it happens is when everybody's on the same page. So yeah, I agree. those were my two big my big needs for me at least. And I'll let you talk about kind of what, what you, what you were looking for, Nick, but that was, that was what was heading up my search. And there, you know, there's, there's other little stuff that, you know, you can, you can work with compromise or, you know, prefer that kind of thing. But those were my, my, my needs in my opinion, as I was looking for a hunting property. And I think you said it, you know, we're investing in this property. We might not own it, but, we have a a contract, so to say, set up to where we're going to be on this for multiple years, or we have we're going to have an opportunity to at least. Yeah. Um, and so I think it it is an investment, and as any investment, whether it be financial or um, acreage or, or what what not, it, it takes time, and so uh, that's something that that. I was looking for was something that I was going to be on for years to come mm-hmm. something that I could build. And that's one thing I think is cool uh, about this property is we're literally starting from ground zero and, and building it to what we want it to be. It's not, we're not a couple of guys getting onto some, uh, somebody else's uh, lease because we all know that's out there. We've looked and you'll see, you know, posts about, Hey, we're looking for one to two guys uh, on, 800 and you know whatever however many acres or whatever uh and so it's it's that's what i was looking for mainly was something that we could start ourselves from from ground level and build to what we want for for years and years to come so yeah and then obviously somebody somewhere i could take my family whenever i wanted to yeah yeah that that's huge because we preach it on all platforms that we have at fall obsession you know that that family getting family and kids and stuff out in the woods is 
we, we preach the importance of that and and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna veer off into that just you know it, it's a it's another topic of discussion we've talked about before we have podcasts yes. just about that but it's very important not only to fall obsession but to us as individuals so nick's right the the family dynamic and being able to have you know kids and and wives and everybody out there is is important I'll, yeah i'll second what you said having somebody on your lease that you know uh because we do want to take our families out there and me personally, I don't want to take my family somewhere where I don't know 80 to 90% of the guys that are on this lease that are running around out there in the woods. So, and, and I have no idea who they are from Adam. So it's, uh, that, that was a big aspect for me too. Yeah. And really in the past for me, at least there's, you know, I've had, I've had those small properties where it was just like me or me and my dad, you know, out there that there weren't really many people out there. And anybody that was out there was somebody you knew or the landowner or whoever, but the, the larger leases that I've had, at least the one I had growing up as a kid down in Hamilton, Texas, there were only six of us on there. And we like, I, I say, we knew the other guys on there. We knew how they were related to like the guy that ran the show we knew their names, you know, we knew, but we, we didn't really know them as people, you know, or as hunters. Um, and and the same went for another lease we had later on. I think we only had it for a year or two, but there were even more people on that one. And um, there were some people on the the roster, whatever you want to call it, that I never even saw. So yeah, it's not that there's anything wrong with that or have anything wrong with, you know, the more hunt club style of, you know, hunting lease or you know deer camp that kind of thing i'm 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 not opposed to that and i know there's a lot of guys that do that um but for me at least like you're talking about a property you can invest in yeah it's important to have people who are on the same page there with you so yeah absolutely so what we ended up with um is a property that is approximately 800 acres it is west of our location so still north texas but it's about i guess two hours west of me a little bit farther for you two and a half or so probably i'm i'm guessing um and what we're what we ended up with was myself and nick and both of our dads are actually going to be the the leases or the you know the hunters on the contract basically for for this property um so again that family dynamic not just you know you and me being able to bring our wives and our kids out there but also having the guys out there with us that got us into hunting you know yeah so all yeah. those years ago so it, it's gonna be a on top of being on there with guys you know and guys who instilled in us today the management styles that we've taken and run with basically so not only is everybody on the same page but we got like this this you know multi-generational deal going on out there which is going to be really cool especially like you're saying for years to come as we invest in this property and our boys get older you know being able to go out there and hunt with their grandpas too you know is going to be yeah is going to be pretty cool so i agree yeah um i can't wait to to see what what we get out of it what we can make it yeah so getting more into specifics about this place though another thing that's really cool and that you don't you don't always get when you get on a new quote unquote deer lease and we call them deer leases down here in texas i know guys up north they might call it something different you know 
I, I don't even know. I, I, don't, yeah, I, I don't have anything to throw out there. But, <laughs> I can't even tell you. but down here in the south, they're they're deer leases. So that's that's what that's what we're referring to them as. But um, this place is untouched. This place has never been hunted before or set up to hunt. And and I know when I first went out to look at it with my dad, um, honestly, I was a little intimidated kind of by it just on how raw the property is and how much work it's going to take and these these first two years in my opinion is going to be a lot of work you know getting this place ready to hunt just just ready to hunt in the first place i imagine this first year we're going to be in some makeshift setups a lot we might be moving some setups mid-season which is not ideal um, from time to time, you know, as, as our scouting and, and stuff improves, we're getting an early enough start that hopefully, you know, scouting through July, August, September is going to pay off and, and minimize that. But it's a po- at least this first year, it's a possibility that is going to be hard for, for me to ignore at least. Yeah. Um, and then you have different dynamics to the property too, which, which is good. Cause you and I are bow hunters. Our dads do not bow hunt. They're rifle hunters. Right. And the property has things that both bow hunters and rifle hunters can capitalize on, which is which is pretty cool, especially for property as dense as it is too, because there's a lot of brush. And I, I want to say there's hardwoods in certain spots, but it's not traditional hardwoods like what our guys up north are going to think of. This is right. This is short Texas brush, is what this is. Yeah. And mesquite trees, yeah, cactus, a lot of rock. Uh, out there there's a few oaks uh, here and there but not not a ton yeah maybe enough to hang a you might find one to hang a hang a stand on or something but yeah uh, i would think that the majority of the hunting that we're going to do is going to be out of uh, ground blinds out of like you said makeshift setups that we just come up with uh, you know on the on the fly uh hiding behind a tree or sitting on a tree you know sitting on a fence line you know whatever yeah um but nothing uh all that is to say it can't it can be done still yeah so i've never had a property this raw you know this right yeah same the and the only traffic that uh travels through this property is is oil pro is oil guys yeah oil field trucks uh, yeah and so uh there are roads and you know, i mean not paved roads but they are there are rock roads and gravel roads and stuff but yeah um there the the pathways i guess you could call them that you would take a an atv down are pretty thick yeah so well and it's it's even also the like there's a main mostly gravel rock road that kind of runs through the core of the property for for the most part and then there's a lot you know just from all the 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 gas wells and and all that stuff out there there's a lot of just little dirt roads going off off into the side to get to these little sites that they got i, I don't i'm not in the oil and gas industry i don't know anything about it so um i'm sure there's somebody Dang. out there that's a lot more knows a lot more <laughs> of the technical terms that's that's not what we're here to discuss but um all is to say it makes access it has made access very easy for a property that's never been hunted before and not only that like you said the only traffic out there has been these you know work trucks of these guys going out to check these sites and 
so with that the deer and the wildlife at least on those main roads are used to seeing vehicles frequently traveling down there so yeah um so that can definitely play to our advantage like you said there's only probably a couple a couple spots where we might be able to get a tree stand in everything else is going to be you know hunting from the ground or tripods um really kind of the the southern part of the property i feel like from from my scouting and stuff that i've looked at so far is going to be the more ideal for bow hunting because it's a little bit more dense there are a few more oak trees and stuff down there um and i feel like that's where the deer are able to tuck back and it's going to be a little more close quarters you know for for encounters down there whereas the north end of the property you have several power lines running through it um which yeah clear cuts if you know anything about you know rifle hunting those power lines are are awesome little spots to set up on a, a high angle right there and to catch stuff crossing down below so i have no doubt that our dads are gonna be uh be fighting over those <laughs> I know. yeah and they're probably gonna kill all the deer off of them too yeah we're gonna be down there busting our butts in october down there in the <laughs> in the heat and in the Mosquitoes. brush on the south end and they'll go out there opening weekend a rifle and start shooting big deer so. oh yeah but so exciting times uh, a new opportunity i feel like has been kind of a long a long time coming for both of us yeah and we've both kind of just over the years been i mean obviously on the hunt for a lease but you know actually having the opportunity to get on the same property together at the same time and really other than family not have anybody else anybody else outside of our own you know management mindset on there is is pretty awesome so yeah it's kind of it's it's almost too good to be true yeah one could say because it's i mean i i would say it's almost exactly what we were looking for so i'm stoked man yeah (laughs) one thing (laughs) i get out there one thing i forgot to mention um another dynamic of the property there is water on the property there are water sources there and a lot of natural um, resources vegetation and stuff for the deer the deer do live on this property where's there's plenty of of proof of that but these i mean you probably know more about it than i did because you actually fished them but there's actually fish in these in these ponds that they got out there oh yeah so yeah we there was i think there's three tanks total uh and then there's also a creek that runs through I want to say straight down the middle of it and uh we fished two of the tanks and man they were in it i mean we caught a lot of fish and there was probably two or three that were i'd say three or four pounds so i mean pretty good sized fish but yeah good really good fishing out there too so yeah it's gonna be in your bass yeah, yeah. large mouth yeah another another cool thing because th- that's another thing that at least i know we're me and my family are looking to do is it not just be a a fall a fall place to go you know there's there's yeah fall is when we'll probably spend the most of our time out there but then spring you're gonna have turkey season um and if you just go out there for turkey hunting or camping or whatever and the weather's nice obviously you can fish you know grab a pole take the kids out fishing and whatnot and then another thing we had mentioned and it down here it's just kind of assumed but the folks up north who don't have them might not think about it but we got hogs 
on the place too. And oh yeah, at least from when you you witnessed that. Yeah. First time. Yeah, my dad and I's first trip out there to to look at the place, like. I think we we made all the way through the property and down the south end. We got out and walked around for a while, you know, scouted a little bit, and then when we got back in the truck and we're and we're heading back north, there's probably twenty or thirty of them that were out there running close to the road. And then we got back up on those power lines and we could see them in those clear cuts, you know, crossing and everything. So, and they were big. They were pretty big pigs too. So yeah, and. Again, for those who aren't familiar with hog hunting, down here all you have to have is a hunting license to to kill a pig. You do not have to have a tag. It doesn't matter if you shoot them day, night, spring, summer, fall, winter. You know, it's twenty four seven, three six five on yep. on these pigs. It doesn't matter. Just as long as you're licensed to hunt in the state of Texas. Yeah, we have a podcast on that as well. Yeah, we <laughs> we've we've talked about hog hunting a lot on on here, and I'm sure with this property, it'll definitely come up in the future as well. So, yeah, um, yeah another another thing that is you know year round, you can go out there in the summer and shoot pigs if you want to. You yeah, know? and that's so. going to be a, another factor in our setups is we're going to have to if we're going to hunt fe- over feeders, which is legal in Texas, we're going to have to protect those feeders you know so that's something to think about as well it's very difficult to do protect them from pigs you know putting putting a fence or you know panels around them to keep the cows out you know is is really not that difficult and pretty effective but pigs are one of the most destructive species we got down here and they will they will tear anything up really quick so trials and tribulations yeah so it's uh there's a town not too far so we're we're not having to rough it in the back country sorry drew uh, we'll <laughs> never we'll never be as good as as drew he's never he's our our back country guy yeah. um all as i say town close by which for having the wife and kids out there is not bad um no permanent structures so we're looking at campers and trying to figure all that out this year so we've gone from having nothing to all of a sudden about to spend a whole bunch of money on <laughs> all this other stuff. So that's fact. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm excited, man. It's going to be, it's going to be good. It's going to be productive and not just for us from our hunting standpoint, but then obviously I feel like for, for the folks who follow us through fall obsession, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be beneficial for them too. Cause it's going to give you and I an opportunity to produce some content that we really haven't yeah. gotten to produce so far. So absolutely. Yeah. It's going to just, yeah, it's just going to open up opportunities there as well. Yeah. So. One, one thing we've discussed guys, and we really, we really haven't dove in and figured out exactly how we want to do it, but obviously this is a unique opportunity starting from scratch like we are on on a property like this so we're going to figure out a good way to document this and i say document it more so just share what we're doing and how we're doing it you know how we're building this this uh, i don't want to say whitetail paradise because it might not be a paradise but you know trying trying to build a, a strong whitetail hunting property you know out of one out of a property that has all the potential but has never been one before you know so um we're gonna find a way and figure out how we're gonna incorporate our our journey and our experiences out there in the fall obsession and at what scale it's gonna be um but we look forward to being able to to obviously share 
share this opportunity and this experience even for for years down the road with you guys um and it starts right here this is this is really the first time we're bringing it up and mentioning it on you know in great detail on fall obsession so um it's a pretty cool opportunity and we look forward to having you guys join us on the journey if you will so yep absolutely that's about all i got on our uh on our little nugget of gold we stumbled upon there um yeah i think we uh i think we pretty much touched on everything that we could yeah i hope you guys had a good turkey season i hope that uh i know I, we we had a bunch of our staffers put down some birds um and a couple of which i'm still still trying to get on the podcast schedule to recap their spring turkey seasons it's bear season right now so a lot of our guys up north are are bear hunting um it's there is no off season and it's ironic because we have a series called off season but (laughs) it's really during the off you know there isn't an off season because a lot of our off season series is guys you know what they're doing in the spring and summer months to to you know keep the preparation for deer season going so yeah this there is an off season but there's really not an off season there's an off season from the actual hunting but (laughs) this this is a year-round activity for sure and and a year-round investment if if you truly want to have a a legitimate whitetail property it it is a year-round commitment so it's 100 percent. yeah and that's that's what we preach here at least so a lot of different content opportunities and stuff that, that we're working on to to share that year-round um, aspect of of us and our staffers' lives and everything. Um, this podcast is is one of those ways we do a lot of recaps. You know, talking with folks and guests about their uh, their hunts and their experiences. And we we haven't. I feel like we've done a lot of recaps recently. We haven't done a lot of just purely educational episodes. So might be looking to get some folks on here to bring that aspect kind of back to the podcast a little bit but um anyway a lot of exciting stuff um and a lot of stuff to look forward to and we're we're working on rolling out some more stuff for you guys um and i did want to give you all a little bit of of an update um i know we've been posting recently about one thing we were trying to roll out this spring and that was our film your obsession series it is still on our radar it's still something that we're working on um but as we mentioned at the beginning you know like for example nick's about to have a baby and you know there's a lot of a lot of other dynamics going on um that have kind of unfortunately postponed some stuff like that um again we're still going to do it it's still going to happen it's just uh our timetable has to be adjusted a little bit and that just goes back to us being just like y'all blue collar workers you know we are we're nothing special we don't work full time for fall obsession we do commit a lot of time to it to to keep things running and keep the content flowing but you know there are seasons in life where that are busier than others so we have to take that into account but we appreciate you guys continuing to to follow along um we're gonna wrap it up for this week it's been uh been a little bit on the shorter episode side i don't know we're we're pretty close right there but um we want to come on here we want to share that with you guys again kind of take it back to a little bit more of a the casual dynamic that you typically get with with nick and i so um (laughs) hopefully it won't be hopefully at some point in the near future we can make it back out to cinnamon creek and shoot some bows and hang out with those guys again yeah i need to get out there for sure yeah we haven't uh 
we record a lot of podcast episodes out there for a while and we haven't we haven't made it out there hence the recording remotely you know between nick and i here so right but thank you guys for listening really appreciate you guys tuning in if you have not already hit that follow and subscribe button in whatever podcast app that you like to listen we are on all major podcast apps as well as youtube and fallobsession.com um and again new episodes every single week um so if you if you have the opportunity to listen on your monday morning drive to work then you do um if you're a little bit behind there's plenty of content for you guys to get caught up on so go check out what we got uh going on here recently fallobsession.com that is the hub that is where you guys can find all of our content videos reviews wild game recipes like i said podcasts and a bunch of other stuff fallobsession.com slash podcast on that page you guys can actually go on there and suggest topics um, that we can discuss in future episodes you guys can ask questions um, or or just general discussion whatever you guys want to give our shout just general feedback we appreciate it we take uh, criticism constructively so if we suck please tell us and we will do better try our best at least (laughs) that's all we can do (laughs) that's all we can do that's right Um, apparel it is summertime and 4th of July is coming up we just rolled out a new t-shirt design it is called our American Pride t-shirt and it is all red white and blued up so go check that out on fallobsession.com slash store Um, at the time of recording it's available for pre-order but our inventory is on the way so it should not be very long before we actually are shipping out those orders and getting them filled we've actually sold quite a bunch of them so far we've gotten a lot of great feedback about the design so if you want to show up to your fourth of july party looking cool in your new fall obsession swag and ready for summer ready to celebrate america and her independence then you need to go buy that fall obsession american pride t-shirt today so i'm gonna have to buy another one just (laughs) i don't know about that Finally, guys, go check out our YouTube um, and our social media. Um, Subscribe to our YouTube. Uh, We're actually approaching that uh, 1,000 subscriber mark. Our YouTube's been kind of behind the curve from our other social media pages, but uh, as soon as we hit that 1,000 mark, we can actually do a lot more with our YouTube channel and are going to be able to bring you guys uh, a lot, another kind of another level of content, in my opinion. So help us get to that point. If you haven't subscribed to our YouTube, go do that. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and all the the socials that we're on. And that's all I have. I can't think of anything else. What about you, Nick? No, we pretty much hit the nail on the head. All right. With that, guys, we're hanging it up. We're signing out for this week. And as always, we're going to catch you guys again next week for another Fall Obsession podcast episode. We will talk to you guys then. Catch you later. See you later. Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.